from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Part two, the search. Evil is of old date, Arab proverb. One, Cairo. The modern traveler's first view of Egypt is appropriate. Cairo airport set out in the flat brown sand of the desert, stretching away in silent heat for miles. It's a landscape that communicates quite distinctly a sense of agelessness, unchanging, interminable. Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Hunter. I'm joined by my good bud, Hugh. Say, 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 say hello, Huey. Hello, Huey. Huey, say hello. Hello. Huey, say hello. Hubie. Yes, hunty. It's time, it's time for podcast. <laughs> time for podcast. Time for bed. Time for podcast. Time for bed. Then time for podcast. Time for bed. Time for podcast. You're never going to bed, bro. It's podcasting time. I, I wasn't in bed. That's the only reason I'm late. I must have snoozed my alarm a couple of times. Hey, so uh, this is for Christ's sake, the podcast where we talk about all uh, of Michael Crichton's collected works on, on stage, on screen, in book form, in video game form. Did uh, you write any plays? I assume so. <laughs> I hope so. If he has written a play, we have to act it out in its entirety. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> Anyway, uh, today on the docket we got uh, chapter number, I don't even know, t- 11? Yep. But we, we call it part two, chapter one, just as Crichton does. Yeah, part two, chapter one of uh, Odds odds On. <laughs> Scratch one? Scratch Easy one. Go. In fact, Easy not go. even chapter one, just one. Easy go. Just a hard cut one in the sand. Easy go. That's the end of this book. Um, Easy go. Yeah, would you like to do a little, uh, before we get to the summary, uh, we got our signature drinks and snacks. I got a vodka sunrise and some sun chips. You got some toast that's triangular shaped like a pyramid. Yeah, let uh, me just erect it into a pyramid quickly. And uh, what are you drinking? Some orange pico tea? That's right. All right, great. You got me. Uh, so uh, what's happened Babe. so far in this book up to this point? Or I guess we could just do the last chapter. Do you remember anything about the last chapter? No, 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 this one that should be more of a broad stroke recap because no, I think it begins we, the week. I think we should just do uh, a chapter. No. No? A very broad one. Just no. like they're assembled in Egypt to find this lost treasure. That's it. I've done it. Great. Okay. Done. And now they're in Cairo. They're beginning their fake dig, which is a smokescreen for the real dig. Well, they haven't done the dig yet. The dig's not in Cairo, so... Oh, uh, yeah, this is just a chapter that I read four chapters ago. Yeah. What's happening? They're about to pick the dick. They're, they're getting ready to, you know, do this, do this shit. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. And um, Pierce has just uh, touched down in Cairo. Yeah. Pierce is kind of the uh, hero of the book so far. He definitely, he definitely increasingly, yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you should have gotten some more sleep, bro. How? There's no more time. She's <laughs> <laughs> just been like, hey, can we record to, another day? I also had to do, I also had to do my washing. So I had to, I got home, right? And it was about, about 7.30 in the morning. And I read for half an hour, just so I could, or a bit less than half an hour, so I could wait until eight o'clock in order to use the laundry room, mm. which is strictly um, usable between the hours eight a.m. and nine p.m. or something like that. Um, probably they don't want to wake people. Okay, up that's that's very interesting. Now. Let's get to the uh, <laughs> let's get to the chapter, shall we? <laughs> And then I and then I um, uh, hung up my wash. No, then I put the washing in the washing machine. I had to wait another half an hour. Read some more Crichton. Then I had to hang it up. And then I was permitted to to go to sleep. Well, I feel so um, sorry for you. And uh, now I'm not awake. And it's only been a few hours. So. Good morning. No, it's it's nighttime. And also before I didn't sleep really before going to work yesterday. So I had a full day yesterday and then I <laughs> went to work. So. So, uh, anyway, to the chapter. This is going to be a great episode, is what I'm saying. <laughs> great four episodes. Four episodes? Jesus fucking Christ. Cried, sorry. Right, yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so we're in Cairo. Is that the moral of the story? Yep, that's the moral. This is the Cairo chapter. Okay, bro, come on. We're come in on. Cairo. Get serious. I'm serious. There's nothing I take more seriously than this fucking podcast. That's not true. That's not true at all, fortunately. Uh, so we get some, uh, you know, pretty standard for this book at all of Crichton's books, some uh, Nat Geo uh, description of Cairo. <laughs> that's kind of the first uh, two pages. There's like nothing else to it, pretty much. Nope. That's not really worth getting into, I don't think. I was bored as fuck. <laughs> then I think I think the uh, chapter sort of picks up a little bit after that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Pierce takes it to his hotel, uh, and he has to give his passport away to register. We already talked about this, or they already mentioned it in the book. I don't know why he bothered to include this scene in this this part. Then he goes over to the hotel of Grover, right? Mm-hmm. There's something a little weird going on with Grover. Am I am I correct? Indeed. What's what's up with Grover? Um, well, Grover has discovered that there's a bug or more than one bug in the room, so they're not able to communicate freely. And they have an exchange by, um, writing things down on a notepad. And say it's seemingly innocuous, uh, things. Yes. Shades of, uh, Scratch One, actually. Mm. I definitely enjoyed this, this little bit. Um, and you know, I'd say, uh... This chapter kind of gave me hope for this book. I think the last uh, couple of chapters we kind of worked through were pretty boring. And uh, mm. I, I definitely enjoyed this, you know? It's got a good, like, spy 60s feel to it, you know? A bit of an odds-on vibe as well. Yeah, that's definitely Because true. they gather the team in the hotel room and stuff. Yeah, right? they, they lay out the plan. Well, I guess they don't deal with the bug, but they uh, endeavor to leave Grover's apartment uh, under the auspices of them just touring Cairo. Mm-hmm. 
And they walk over to Barnaby's Hotel. And unlike Rover's Hotel, uh, Barnaby's Hotel has, been, has not been bugged. Um, and there's a little bit of speculation. There's like a little bit of speculation as to why Grover's Hotel was bugged, but nothing conclusive. I'm sure we'll find out about it later in the book. Hmm. Curious. I'm curious. They talk about bourbon. Specifically, Grover makes some disparaging remarks about the fact that Barnaby can only offer him bourbon, but he'll take it anyway. Yeah. That's just what kind of party animal Grover is, you know? That's right. Um, so then the other two members of the team, uh, arrive, the, uh, woman beater, Nikos, and, uh, the cool guy, Conway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they, uh, discuss the plan. They, uh, Pierce divulges, uh, the key other parts, uh, that we have not been privy to, to the plan. And we receive the information at the same time that the rest of the team does. And that's, so uh, there'd been two questions about, uh, his plan. That had not been revealed to the audience, yet revealed to us, revealed to your the readers and the listeners and, and your gentle host. And uh, what, what two pieces of information were they? You. What questions do we have going into this? How are we going to get our discovery out of Egypt? Mm. And the answer to that question is by boat along the Nile. They're going to steal like a fisherman's boat and transport it down. And that leads us into question two, because Barnaby um, is puzzled by this because he's like, you know, usually when they make a discovery of this nature, the scale of the treasure is beyond the capacity of a humble little fisherman's boat. Hmm. This, This doesn't make sense, Pierce. I thought you were in charge. I let you cuck me. What are you doing? You stole my plan. <laughs> you just stole over it. Uh, but uh, Pyrrhus has already out, out thought this little uh, seeming flaw in his plan, which is that actually they don't have to transport any more of the treasure. And it doesn't have to leave Egypt. Yeah, and that's where the second question comes in, which is how are they going to convert the treasure into cash, cold and hard? And how they're going to do that is by, instead of going to a, a, a fence who would take a percentage out of their cut, make it not worth the endeavor, or to sell it to private collectors, which would be too risky, who better to sell Egyptian treasures to than the government of Egypt itself? What? Mm-hmm. To dine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an erection noise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oof. This, this revelation excited me no end. So basically, what they're going to do is they're going to load this little, or at least what Pierce wants them to do is, they're going to load this little fisher boat up with uh, just enough treasure to demonstrate that they have found the uh, tomb, and enough also that if they sell if they sell just that little load of treasure to the Egyptian government, it'll be worth their while. Yeah, so they're going to take the most valuable items. Yes, that will fit in the boat at least, and they'll be like, okay. A, you you give us, uh, you know, $40 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or we will sell these artifacts to a different country's museum. And they go with Israel, uh, I guess because, like, the uh, Six-Day War just happened. So, I don't know. Mm. Uh, e- Egyptian and Israeli uh, 
tensions were high. Um, and uh, so basically that's their scheme. That's Pierce's little scheme. Yeah, and there's, there's a couple of kinks here. So how are they going to conceal the rest of the treasure, given that it's still in Egypt? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just going to weave it where it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, isn't that a, a flaw in their plan? That could be discovered. But Pierce reasons that 48 hours is way too soon for them to be able to um, locate and secure the treasure for themselves. Even if they're skeptical, they kind of have to take the risk. Yeah. It's a matter of national pride, man. Mm. And Pierce is such a chad that he's like, you know, I thought about not even giving them any treasure at all. And then it's a, it's a safeguard to have that little bit. Yes. Um, yeah, that's basically it. That's the end of the chapter. Uh, the chapter ends with him. Uh, that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Give me that explanation. That's all he wrote. All right. Uh, that's not all he wrote. He wrote about 700 more books. Really? I thought this yeah. was it. I thought we were oh, at the end. Oh, no. We haven't even got to any of the famous ones yet. Wow. All right. Um, so please, uh, please join us next time for another exciting adventure. Please. The World of Michael Please. <laughs> uh, it's, it's okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.